This is KTFM's podcast. Good morning, Jaws City, and welcome to 103 Politics on KT 103.9 FM, the voice of truth. I am Talk Morgan. Today on the show, we will be focusing on a special day set aside to mourn the uh, souls of uh, those that have departed this earth on occasion of different events, either by um, natural disasters or uh, conflicts or any other issue around the world. And uh, I have with me in the studio, Ujin Jusiblis Malai. She is the Executive Director, Sanctuary for African Teenagers and Children Initiatives. Uh, good morning and good to have you. Good morning. And also with me in the studio is... Uh, a committee member of uh, the National Day of Morning, yes, Omusa Omako. Good to have you. Morning. Remember, you can always be part of this conversation on the number 08-1039-04737. 08-1039-04737. Or you can drop a comment on 08061-665120. So let me start with you, uh, Ujin Jose. Uh, ladies first, right? That's how it, is. <laughs> <laughs> it goes. Okay, so uh, tell us about this uh, National Day of Mourning. Okay, um, National Day of Mourning um, came to be exactly four years now. Okay. Um, arising from the in-season killings, kidnappings, and insurgency that has claimed quite a number of lives of Nigerian citizens, people hacked down in their sleep, on their farms, and unsuspecting commuters or travelers on various highways so it became eminent at some point where a coalition of uh, CSOs came together um, to put up this very um, day to commemorate and immortalize the dead in our in our country to be precise yeah so uh, hence the 28th of May every year it's being set aside as the national day, day of, of mourning, mourning okay. to humanize all of these people that were gruesomely murdered without a single crime for being just Nigerians okay. and being from particular ethnic settings. Okay. Yes. All right. So uh, let me come to you, Musa, uh, talking about the national day of mourning. Is it just about Nigeria or is it... Uh, a global celebration well um it's more like a global celebration but peculiar to every country okay at a particular time okay for us nigeria we set aside 28th of may like she said it started um four years ago mm-hmm. and um if you look around the country go across the world the country from the northeast down to the south a lot of killings have taken place. Innocent people have died in their sleep, mm-hmm. on their farms, and a lot of things. And nobody is saying anything. Nobody is remembering these people because they died unlawfully. Okay. Nobody, nobody is even seeking for justice for them. Mm-hmm. So it um is a global thing. Like I said, peculiar to your country. Your, uh, okay. So different so countries have different, different states, dates. They yes. Like things. America have theirs. India have theirs and Australia have theirs. Okay. Ours is 28th in Nigeria. Okay. And um, we intend to commemorate the day on the 28th for us on the plateau. Okay. Which we are victim. We've been victim of this since 2001. Mm-hmm. 
and we hope to come and read this day on Friday, which is tomorrow. Okay. With a walk. Okay. Before we get into what you intend to do, uh, this uh, National Day of Mourning, uh, who is championing this? Is this uh, something that uh, the government is involved or is it a coalition of civil society groups or uh, who is actually championing this? Okay, uh, with due respect, um, this very movement is, um, is put up by a coalition of civil society organizations okay. and convened here in Plateau State by... Um, Barrister Rezi Jugo, who happens to be the convener and coordinator for Plateau State okay. National Day of Mourning. Okay. Of course, and we know how proactive he is being, um, aside the fact that he hails from Basa local government mm. area where there's been incident killings that has been ongoing unabatedly mm. in the state. So he is the one convening and coordinating that of Plata State. Okay. Yes. All right. So we take a short break and when we return, we will be looking at activities that will take place uh, tomorrow being the day set aside to uh, mark the National Day of Mourning. Stay with us. Get your day moving at Cock Crow. You need a feel of the morning edition on KT 103.9 FM with Big Blunt, the super duper radio controller. Mondays to Fridays, make your opinions known on the wake up call from 6.30 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Talk issues and prefer solutions. Enjoy some sporting stories at 8.30 a.m. Then wrap it up on 103 Politics from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. The morning edition, your media motivation daily. Nigeria belongs to all of us. The law is meant to do the right thing. The civil service has been stunted by a lot of old people in the state who have uh, remained in service for a very long time. If you appear before the National Assembly, is as good as you are appearing before the people. Join us on 103 Politics, Mondays to Fridays. Join our conversations on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KTFM Jaws. Or you can join the live conversation on the numbers 08-1039-04737. Or you send an SMS to 80 103 Politics, your voice, your decisions. You're, you're listening to your number one ur- ur- urban lifestyle radio, KKT 103.9 FM. Joss, the voice of truth. Only the best music.
Welcome back to 103 Politics on KT 103.9 FM. I still have in the studio Ujin Josie Bliss Malai and Omusa Omaku. We are looking at the National Day of Mourning that has been set aside to be 28th of May every year. And before we went on that break, you heard about what led to uh, this day being set aside and also who is championing this. Now, one important question is, what are the activities that uh, have been lined up for this National Day of Mourning? What and what uh, are we expecting uh, the team to do? I heard him talk about work. Let me come to you since he talked about work. Okay, um, earlier, as I said, we're going to have a walk. We're all going to gather at Old Airport roundabout from 8 in the morning. I'm going to take a walk from Old Airport to Secretariat Junction. And then from there, we're going to hold a mini press conference before we proceed on the walk. Then um, pre- uh, proceed to Secretariat Junction, as uh, far as Secretariat, I mean, and State Secretariat together. Then come back to House of Assembly where we'll present a petition to the Speaker Plateau State House of Assembly. A petition? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I'd love to know uh, what what is the petition about? Should I come to you, Ujin? Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, the petition um, precisely is to, to know the stance of the government on the incident killings that have been ongoing unabatedly. Like looking at the recent killing, the massacre in Basel local government area mm-hmm. and in Birkin Ladiqui to be precise. We want to know what the government is doing, what proactive measures we are demanding to know their proactive measures to curb these menace from continuing. Mm. Because the people or, or the indigent people can't keep going in circles okay because even the idp camps are no longer safe safe. yesterday we had um, the cost to visit a couple of homes or idps that were rescued from basa imagine running with little children like that tender in the middle of the night just to find soccer so i want to know where the government stands are they standing with the people are they trying to give a voice to the people and bring back hope and peace as plateau state is known for or are they going to be mute again or go solo on this uh, all right you wanted to ask something no, no, no. okay so um well uh, looking at the situation right now we um, what category of people uh, do you th- see have been mostly affected by these, you know, crises, attacks, and unwarranted killings around the state. But the category of people that have been uh, affected mostly are the women, children, and the aged, because these are people that cannot help themselves. They are the vulnerable people. Mm. So they are the category of people that are really, really affected at this point, especially so, women and children. So what would you say is responsible for a resurgence? Because it, at some point. You hear there is relative peace. Of course, the governors always said there is relative peace in the state. Then maybe after weeks, you now hear a resurgence of these killings in the hinterlands. You hear yeah. people running from one point to another. What do you think is responsible for this? Is it uh, 
is it uh, a lack of committed efforts from the government with her security agencies yep. or the members of the community not doing what is supposed to no. uh, happen it's the government okay it's from the government and the security agents the the government the people voted them in to protect them mm. to serve and protect them so the community cannot carry arms and fight for themselves we have security agencies we have government who is responsible for the people so it's just carelessness on the side of the government and um just like carelessness from the side of the government and that's it uh Ujin, same question what do you think well um i i don't want to he has really said much about the laxity from the side of the government mm. and then secondly i want to say that uh people are not really being proactive when it comes to security issues because i learned that the fulani herdsmen sent a letter to that community that got attacked in basa a few days back so what did the people what measures did these people take of course you have a government that has failed you so what have you done in your stead to keep yourselves protected or shielded from these incident attacks repeating itself because you see how these things happen every day so what are you doing to 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 um shield yourself from such reoccurrences and again i want to uh, talk about the security outfit basa local government happens to be the host community for the nigerian army barracks, barracks. That's a, uh, so i'm 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 division that uh, caters for many states yes yeah, so i'm still baffled at the extent which these invaders these intruders will gain so much access and confidence as to come on repeatedly to attack these people in their sleep and then before help reaches them the harm has already been done so what are they doing what is the barrack doing to protect its host community from all of this uh, menaces that keep reoccurring mm. so okay. you, you to add talk, to it, talk, there's a okay. sector there's a sector eight attached to the barracks very close to dong and you imagine and you wonder how these attacks will take place for two three hours and nobody shows up to help to these help people. these people the barracks is just 10 minutes drive from the said community the dong community this sector eight is just three or four minutes drive to that very community so if you look at it government and the security agency need to come out and tell us exactly what is wrong is it a conspiracy or what okay so um you talked about submitting a petition to the plateau state house of assembly earlier in your comment yes. and now with the complaint you are uh, laying about the barrack being you know very close to dong and nothing uh, was done to prevent these attackers or even to come and rescue these people from being attacked do you intend to also uh, find a way of getting to uh, the goc or maybe sector i mean the sector eight or the operation safe heaven okay barrister jugo okay has really been in touch with them even uh, while he was out of town when the whole incident happened, happened yeah. like he wasn't sleeping because that's that's a man who has a heart for his people and he kept making contacts to reach out people that matter that should be there to help 
bring soccer mm. or salvage the situation so i think it is really important not just to reach out to them but also have a sit out or a town hall meeting with these people mm. what is the problem that you can communicate to these people and the sos numbers that these people in this community can dial in in times of distress and why does it take them pretty long to come to people's rescue like most times they come to these places the deed has already been done, been done. okay and then you have you have a uh, 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 civilians being the ones trying to get help across to people you you i i reside uh, somewhere very close so i could hear the gunshots okay so then we keep making contacts making use of the social media to try to reach out like how can help get to these people we don't want to have more casualties like i'll always say platy state has suffered double of this horror it's been over a decade and it's still happening what's the problem the land is already soiled and soaked with the blood of innocent people and yet we wake up and ask what's really happening so one of the major things we want to achieve by this work mm. is to stir the conscience of our political class okay into developing the political will to protect our common wealth as a people through accountable governance okay mm. we want to express express our solidarity to the grieving communities across the plateau and across nigeria as well as acknowledge and accord dignity to every single nigerian life that has been lost or disrupted due to this violent crisis and again want to rekindle our sense of nationhood okay by reminding ourselves that we are in this together and that the office of the citizen is the most powerful office and the most important office occupied in this country and lastly we want to assert as citizens an end in our docility to no longer condone the narratives that seeks to divide us because together we are better and this is not just a fight or a solidarity call for the people in Basa, in Bokos, in Barkinladi, or in your local government. Because if it touches one community, it touches the entire communities mm. that makes up the plateau. All right, if you are just joining us, this is 103 Politics on KT 103.9 FM, and uh, we are looking at the National Day of Mourning, which will be marked uh, tomorrow. In the studio with me is Ujin Josie Bliss, Malai, and Omusa Omaku, and uh, we are looking at the activities they have been um, or they have lined up for tomorrow. Now, talking more, is it apart from the petition and work? Yes. Uh, are there other activities apart from the petition you intend to go submit and the work you're having at uh, from Ole Airport Junction? The press conference. Okay. We have a press conference. Okay. We are going to do the national. Uh, there is going to be a national press conference. Okay. And then Plateau State is going to have its own press conference. Press conference. Too. Yes. We All have right. this press conference in two stages. We have a pre-press conference at the the midpoint, the meet, meeting point. Then the we use we intend to go to NUJ to have a press conference. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that we can our voices will be heard soon. All right. You okay want, um, yes another another thing another t- major tool we are we are actually be making use of is the social media, media okay we have hashtags that we've been using to trend and to create this awareness and the minds and the heart of people we understand that the, glo- the, the the global community 
currently resides like majorly on the social, social media, media networks yeah. so we're taking advantage of that and it's also a call out to everyone uh, all social media influencers media houses to help amplify this because the more the better we really want this message to get to the necessary point of call it needs to get all right so uh, omaku let me get your uh, take on this now communities have been attacked yes uh people have been turned women have been turned into widows and children into orphans uh, people live in idp camps yes. uh, i'd love to know your take on how government has really uh, help this IDP comes. Are you satisfied with government's interventions? No. Nope. Uh, when it uh, comes to <laughs> no. Nope. When it comes to uh, this issue of IDP comes and uh, IDPs. Government have done have not done anything. In fact, they are worse in the IBK, IDP camp than in their homes. If you visit Barkinladi, as uh, Barkinladi uh, IDP camp of late, you understand what I mean. They don't have mattresses. They don't have food. They don't have slippers to wear. If you see them, children are looking very malnourished. So how are they doing better? How is government catering for them? It's raining already. Hmm. Nobody's out there to help them. Like Ujin said, we are there yesterday to check on these people. Their situation is terrible. They don't have food. So government is actually doing nothing. He's not even trying. They are not doing anything to help the people. So the little effort is no. uh, more or less nothing. It's not. There is no little effort to see. They just dump them there because the government facility. They dump them in schools and that's all because that's the only effort that government have made. Dump them in government facility. Allocate money and money we don't see. Well, well, well. Um, personally for me, I think from the visit we had yesterday with Reverend Mrs. Wiggins and Mrs. Um, Dorothy to a couple of homes, I'll just tell you, sincerely speaking, I'm not, I'm not even sure the government is aware of some of these places or some of these IDP locations, okay? Like this particular home that was um, moved from Basa community to somewhere in town here. They're just giving, it, it's just a kind-hearted citizen that let out her facility. And she said she's giving them to stay there for just a week. They didn't come with clothes. They didn't come with shoes. There's, there was no food. But thank God for good-hearted Nigerians, yes. CSOs that have the interest of humanity at heart, that still went to still reach out to these people. You need to see the way they were moved to tears. They were so happy to see mommy bring those things to them. Like It was more like an answered prayer in the nick of time. Now, I'm not just trying to say that government isn't trying, but they should double their efforts. Imagine these are your children. Imagine these are your relatives. Would you let them languish? It's getting pretty cold. The rains are here. How do you expect these people to cope? No blanket to cover themselves. And these are little children we are talking about here. So I don't, I don't even want to mention about those in Barking Ladi or those in South or those in Riom local government. Now, even almost all the IDP comes in Basa. They've been looking for a way to, to rescue all these children out of that community because they've been a major target. Mrs. Mary was sharing with us yesterday in the course of our visit that they came, she saw them. 
they were flanny heads where like they, they they tied red bands on their heads they have it on their arms on the tips of their guns and they were hitting the door banging it really hard asking her to open the door they want to waste them imagine a woman that decides to help keep these children who have been made orphans by these same people you still come and meet her in such a home to waste her and the entire number of children like who does that who does that and what's the government doing to ensure that these vulnerable people these vulnerable children find the needed security they need in their own land how can they be fugitives in their own lands of nativity mm-hmm. It's not, it's already enough that you've denied them parenthood, you've denied them access to quality parenting because their parents are no more. They can't even go back to their communities. They can't even go back to where they know to be home. So they now become sojourners or people like that, that are running away on exile in their own communities. It doesn't make sense to me. So our question now is what is the government doing? Have they even gone to visit these children? Have you gone to see where they are? Are you making plans to get them a safe place to accommodate them pending when peace is restored in Basa community? That's my point. So, um, looking at this, apart from the petition you're sending about security, now you have people in the IDP camps that are languishing without any form of care or attention from the government. What is your group doing in order to drag this desired attention? Uh, Musa. Okay. For us as uh, civil society organizations, uh, we are doing our best. Like you said, a couple of visits we've organized and we are, we are not relenting. We are going to continue. The little we can, the only two way, we are going to provide the basic needs that we can afford to provide. We will do that. I will not stop doing that. We will continue doing that. Okay. Yes. I know Ujin, Ujin you've been uh, doing a lot uh, with your sanctuary for African uh, teenagers and children initiative and uh, w- what more do you think uh, your group is uh, putting together to ensure that you don't just wait for another year to turn around so you can mourn uh, people uh, who have been killed during these attacks or other event okay one of the major things we are doing as an organization is to ensure accountability from the government accountable governance when we have a proper and a right thinking government we will have a right community when we have a government that has the interests of its people at heart we will have peace in those communities and like i said our targets have been majorly children teenagers and women in these communities so that's why we are amplifying our voices because we know from our own end as an organization we can do little or nothing compared to what the government is capable of doing at this point in time so that's why we are still amplifying our voices we're still reaching out to them and still putting heads together with other CSOs well-meaning CSOs on the plateau to help bring soccer to these vulnerable people and to all well-meaning Nigerians we are also asking there is a lot to be done we need to get clothing to these children we need food to this to be taken to these children and we need footwear especially like i was just deeply emotional yesterday at the sight of some of these children and my god it's never too much to do for these people 
because i believe it is more blessed to give than to receive so i i don't think i've i've had enough but out of my nothing i choose to give out something and a lot of other people talk about mrs toying phyllis wiggins who is doing so much to bring soccer to these children in different homes thank you very much all right so we take a uh, music break at least let me meet um, let the emotions go down a little bit we will return <laughs> uh, to talk more about the national day of mourning stay with us <laughs> If you care enough for living 
103.9 FM Joss the voice of truth only the best music turning up the heat this season on the brunch to lunch show also known as the PTL it is a perfect blend of magic fun and edutainment tune in to the brunch to lunch show every weekdays from 11 a.m. hey that's only half of it money wise 103 woman 103 box office trending songs in no particular order mu- music therapy and mind your language Nigeria belongs to all of us. The law is meant to do the right thing. The civil service has been stunted by a lot of old people in the state who have uh, remained in service for a very long time. If you appear before the National Assembly is as good as you are appearing before the people. Join us on 103 Politics Mondays to Fridays. Join our conversations on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KTFM Jaws, or you can join the live conversation on the numbers 08 1039 04737 It's 103.9 It is 12 minutes to the top of the hour 10 o'clock welcome back from that musical break and a commercial break as well All right you heard two songs that reminds us of the fact that we have a responsibility of saving uh, the world and also healing it you heard michael jackson with the song heal the world and luciano came through with save the world now this is what everybody uh, is calling for it is our responsibility it is government's responsibility it is the responsibility of every well thinking uh, citizen Uh, to ensure that the world is a safe place. Well, still with me in the studio is Ojin Joseph Lee's uh, Malai, who is the executive director Sanctuary for African Teenagers and Children Initiatives and uh, Omusa Omaku, member of the group uh, National Day of Mourning. And so we've been looking at uh, the day being set aside which is the 28th day in the month of may and the activities uh, they are to embark upon now you've told us uh, the day and what uh, you intend to do uh, i'd love for you to emphasize on this who and who can participate in this match that you talked about uh, national day of money i start with you omaku okay who and who can participate everybody can participate mm-hmm. as long as i plateau person as long as you're in nigeria we owe the debt a duty and we owe the people we owe the people our voices so we're all coming out as people to hold the government accountable for these debts and for these killings okay. so everybody women children youths civil society groups everybody religious body everybody we are calling out on everybody to come and participate okay all right when and uh, what time and where is the uh, converge- place of convergence 
Okay, we'll be converging by 8 o'clock a.m. prompt at um, Old Airport Roundabout. From where we'll have a pre-press conference before we start the walk down to Secretariat Junction, where we'll have um, the proper conference. The press conference. Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. So um, we 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 crave your indulgence, everyone listening to us. If you have a heart for humanity and if you desire to see an end to this brutality against humanity on the plateau mm. we urge you to spare some hours of your day tomorrow and be a part of this solidarity match okay so if i am to participate what am i supposed to do should i just wear my babariga okay no 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 no, no 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 <laughs> okay we know what it means to mourn okay mm-hmm. so everyone is expected to come in black t-shirts black just come in black dressed on black so the, the the atmosphere the clouds should take cognizance of the fact that these people are have gone black they're mourning and they deserve some sort of calm and restoration in their community so please come dressed all in black if you don't mind we really want to have good number of people turn out in their masses just to humanize and immortalize our brothers sisters and children that have been sent to the land yonder in their sleeps okay so uh we know that uh we are uh, in a moment where you know every large gatherings uh you know, calls for questions uh, when it comes to COVID-19. So are there any arrangements regarding the COVID-19 protocols? Yes. Okay. COVID-19 protocol will strictly adhere to. Come with your face marks. We'll have um, hand sanitizers for people so you can come. We'll provide those services. For those that don't have, we'll make arrangements for face marks for them. But please, we, we are going to adhere to that. Uh, because we are law-abiding citizens, so we are going to adhere to the COVID-19 protocol strictly. And we know that uh, there's always infiltration of bad eggs into any good uh, movement that uh, starts. So how do you intend to tackle that as well? Um, okay, um, letters have been sent. Because to... people people will be scared. Yeah. Uh, if I go, uh, this is the experience before, and this time around, how am I sure that it is not going to repeat itself? Okay, that's why we have the backup of the security outfit who have been duly notified and informed about the work. This is not a protest. It is a solidarity work yeah. in honor of the, the deceased and the bereaved families. So it's not a protest. We are not coming to fight anybody. We are not coming out with arms. We are just coming out with our hearts, with our voices and our requests to the government and the good people of Plato State. All right, so remind us of the time the place of conversion okay. once again well time is it's it's 8 a.m in the morning mm. uh we're meeting at um old airport roundabout where we'll start the walk down to secretarial junction okay yeah all right so just before i let you go this national day of mourning yeah at the end of it what would it mean to those that have gone and those that are alive it will mean a lot because there is one message I always get to drop before ethnicity, before religion, and before political affiliations, we are first humans. Mm. And that is one thing that is binding on all of us, that humanity will have a sense 
of expression via those that are living for the dead. Thank you. All right, I've been having uh, this conversation with Ujin Josie Bliss Malai, who is the Executive Director, Sanctuary for African Teenagers and Children Initiatives, and Omusa, beg your pardon, Omaku. Thank you so much for coming to uh, tell us about this event. Uh, I wish I had the time to, but I will be there with you guys in the spirit. I wish I will have the time to be there tomorrow. So just uh, prepare to join them by 8 a.m. at Old Airport Roundabout as they march down to the Secretariat Junction, uh, remembering the memories of everyone that has been affected by this, uh, you know, act of terrorism from one location to another, whether same religion or same tribe or however the divide is let's just come out together and see that we also contribute our voices and also call on governments to do the needful my name is talk morgan thank you for listening to ktfm's podcast you can follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at ktfm jaws or you can send us an email to ktfmjaws at gmail.com.